Clydesdale Media. Fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off at checkout at c4energy.com. The 2023 Season Series with some amazing athletes. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast, where we are highlighting the athletes of the 2023 CrossFit Games semifinals. And we have with us Isaac Farias. Did I get that? How are you, Isaac? Good, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, congratulations on semifinals. Um, you've been around the sport for quite some time, um, all the way back to 2014. Yes. Uh, and what what made you find CrossFit back then? Uh, I think when I start college is when I find CrossFit. They have a CrossFit gym at the university. I went to USC. Um, okay. That's when I really uh, found CrossFit and started doing it. So uh what took what took you to USC? Uh mainly uh my engineering degree. That's why I started. And did you study a specific engineering? Mechanical. Mechanical? Mm-hmm. Are you still are you still working in that field today? Just part-time. I I spend most of the time training, but yeah, I do part-time engineering. Did you have an athletic background before you went to USC? Uh, I've been doing sports all of my life. Uh, I did. I think I did seven years of football, uh, three years of swimming, and two years of track and field. Okay. So when you say football, do you mean American football or not American football? <laughs> okay. Okay. So I I was a football player and a swimmer, and that's a that is a and a unique mix. There aren't a lot of people that play those two sports uh, because the body types are very different right. most generally. Yeah. So what, what position did you play in football? And uh, what was it like trying to get from football weight to swimming weight? I was actually doing both uh, on the same year. I was doing like uh, fall and spring sports, but I, I think for for me swimming was a a hard transition because I was like heavyweight for the swimming portion, but I, I get used to it and I think it it went along well. Yeah, so I played I played offensive line. I actually when I first started football, I was a running back. Then I got moved to tight end. Then I got moved to offensive line because I I grew up in a very small town. And so there weren't very many big guys at all. So I weighed 200 pounds my <laughs> senior year, and I played um, offensive tackle. I, I played and then cornerback. You played what? Cornerback. Cornerback. Okay. Yeah. So, so you could be a little bit smaller in football, and that transition wasn't as much. So I had to get down to like 170 to be my ideal swimming weight. So it was a 30-pound difference between the two. And those first two weeks of swimming were brutal for me. <laughs> well, you had to be on so, a diet or something? I'm sorry? Do you have to be on a diet 
too. So usually I did a crash diet to try to get as much off as possible. And then it was just two weeks of grinding in a pool at a heavy weight that felt awful <laughs> until, and in about two weeks I would shed quite a bit of weight and I would start feeling better. And then like the last 10 pounds would come off over the next couple weeks. Um, so, so you do all that. Any, any aspirations to do any sports in college? Uh, I was actually planning to play uh, football, but uh, coach at DSD told me that it was too short to play. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I finally crossed it because I was finding something else to do because I couldn't keep playing football. So try. So you tried to walk on it, USC. USD. Wow. That that's a big school to to try to play football at. Yeah. <laughs> uh they're they're pretty good. So um so then you find CrossFit and did you immediately find that you were pretty good at it? Uh I think I was there was some stuff that I was good at, like uh conditioning stuff and gymnastics. But the lifting part, like the weightlifting, I never got uh, experience on that. So that was the big challenge for me. So in 2014, you did the Open. You finished um, 14,000 and something um, that year. And then you made a huge jump to the 1,000s. And then you started making the top 1,000 about 2017. At what point... Um, did you realize, okay, I'm getting good enough at this that I can compete at an elite level? Um, I think it was on 2018 uh, when I qualified for real regionals back then, I think. Uh, okay. I wasn't like expecting to qualify. I was just doing the open every year. And somehow I, I qualify for that one. And that's when I started like taking more serious. And that's when you finished ninth in Central America, fifth in Mexico that year. Mm -hmm. um, and so did Central America have their own? Re I'm trying to remember, did you have your own regionals or was were you combined with a North American regional? No, no, no. I think we were, we were just uh, South America regional. It was like Mexico, okay. Argentina, Brazil. Okay. Okay. So where was that held in 2000? Did you go to regionals in 18? Yes, on Rio. Okay. And that was in Rio. So a little trip for you. What was that experience like? Uh, <laughs> it was it was a good experience. It was, um, I think it was... 18 or 19 hours traveling, a couple uh, different flights to get there. Um, I remember that when I went to regionals, there were some issues with the equipment. I don't know, they have like a, I don't know what issue they had, but they end up uh, changing the workouts because they didn't have the equipment to for that regional. I'll lose you. Can't hear you.
Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Something, I, I apologize. Something no, just no glitched. And my earbuds went out, and then the mic switched just to another microphone. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> That's fine. So, so I, I hate to do this, but um, I didn't get to hear any of your answer for what it was like to go to Rio at regionals. Can you give oh. me a quick recap? Yeah, yeah. So um, I think it was a, a really good experience, and that's what uh, made me like wanted to try harder to see if I can keep qualifying. But then they switched regions, so I, it, it, it went it went more difficult because I, now I was Mexico was part of the North America region, also it was hard to qualify. Um, the experience in Rio. It was pretty fun. <laughs> pretty fun. Yeah. And so, so how did you, how did you end up doing down there? I think we have it here. 2018, you finished 30th in Latin America. Um, but you got to see kind of what the upper echelon were doing in person. Mm -hmm. And that was your, so you had done it in the, you had actually competed in two other regionals. Um, in teams. Yes. I think. Uh, okay. So in 17, it was team. They have you listed as individual in 15. No, they don't. No, no. it's just messed up. Yeah. Was, okay. I see was, it now. Uh, Invicta, you were Invictus Point Llama. Yes, I was in Invictus. One of the teams that Invictus uh, brings to regionals. So you did two years in California on a team and then individual in Latin America. Yes. Okay. So then to then regionals goes away. You finally get now you realize you you want it, you see what you can do, and then they poof, they're gone. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so now you you have the sanctional world. Did you end up signing up for any of the sanctionals that were going on? No, no, not really. Uh, I think it was uh kind of expensive to try to fly around to get one of the sanctional events. Uh, so then it was just do local stuff, keep training just to stay fit. Uh, actually, when uh, after regionals of 2018, I opened my box, my CrossFit gym, and I focus on that and keep I, I, I keep training, but probably not as as hard until I get like the business going. Then I went back on track. So where so you're the owner of a box? Uh, tell the listeners the name of your box. Uh, it's called Ritsu Cross Training. Okay, and um, and then with that, uh, you you run the box. You're a business owner now. What kind of complications does that add to your life? Uh, at the beginning, it was a little a little stress, figuring out how to run the business and. Also trying to train at the same time, but I think now is everything is settling, so I have more time to train. Yeah, um, Kat, who's producing this episode, just opened her own affiliate um, a year ago, yeah. and she had to balance that whole: when do I train? When do I? When do I be a, an owner? Yes, and and that that has to be complicated at first. Yeah, it was complicated at first. So then um, COVID hits. 
we have a worldwide pandemic and all of a sudden they decide, hey, let's do this semifinal thing, which is similar to what regionals were. Right. And then, um, and so you go through quarterfinals um, and the last couple years, again, it's that steady increase in getting better and getting better where in 21, you were 780th in North America, then 196th, now 42nd in North America West, and you're solidly going to semifinals. So this will be your first semifinal. Are you are you excited to go to Pasadena? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. <laughs> Nervous, but excited. So that's where you went to school, right? That's where USC is? Uh, it's a little uh, down south, but it's really close. Yeah. So it's kind of like going home for you to be able to compete in Pasadena. Yes. And also a lot of uh, people from from here can go and see because it's really close. So when you when you look at it, how, how much excited are you to go kind of see some of the old sites that you used to hang out with when you were back there? And how much is just getting on the floor and competing? I think for me right now, it's more like... Uh, getting to the floor and compete. Uh, yeah, but I think the, the level is really high. This uh, region is really hard and it's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. There are there are some really fit people in, right. in these regions now that they're so big. Yes, exactly. So is is this your first time back kind of at this level just going to be a learning experience for you just kind of see what 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 it's like and kind of soak it all in this year yeah i think i think it's it's mostly going to be that and learn from it and try to improve for next year see what's what happens see if the training is the right one where can we so how, how how old are you i'm 31 31. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on the men's side, that's, that's actually in the kind of like the peak area, right? Yes. So, so you have a little bit of time. Um, and then how much, so you've been at this a long time and I'm sure, you know, you've had some holes in your game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I just, I just saw that for the first time. <laughs> That was impressive, my friend. <laughs> so you, are you anticipating the handstand jump? Hopefully. Oh, because <laughs> that is, uh, that's impressive. Hopefully. So let's talk about that. So you said when you came in, like you were pretty good at the gymnastic stuff. Yeah. I think that, that was something that it was just natural to me, the gymnastics, everything has to do with and so you you demonstrate there that you're pretty comfortable on your hands. Yeah, everything so, hands and walk, hands and push ups, anything wall else. facing, wall facing deficit, yes. strict. The yes. best. So so you and Cat are a lot alike because that those are Cat's party tricks too. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, except for I do want to see her do that jump over the valley on the obstacle. <laughs> She's shaking her head in the green room. Um, and so 
so you're grid on your hands. Um, how about the rig? You go up like pull ups, toes to bar, bar muscle ups, rings. You good there? Mm-hmm. I think those are good too. Just everything that has to do with gymnastics is. And like a good fun. producer, right there, we get to see some uh, rollover to support. Is that what that yes. we call that? Rollovers, yes. So, and there's been rumor that that may be coming. I don't know. You never know what what's gonna come. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. I've heard the rumors myself. Oh, really? Those could be showing up in in one of the next phases of the games this year. That should be fun. <laughs> yeah. So you would be excited about that, right? Yeah. So then, then it's been working on your lifting since right. like since lifting. you started in 2014. Yes, it's it's all about the lifting for me. I think getting better at getting more comfortable with uh, heavy weights or just wire rip maxes of everything. So you got to explain to me this this picture. So this is an outdoor gym. Were you on vacation? Yeah, that was uh, that was Tulum. It's like a jungle and- gym. Yeah. It's called the it's called the jungle gym. Yes. Okay. And those those uh dumbbells are made of just wood. Okay. And how heavy was that one that you did there? I think it was um it looks more uh, like I think 125 pounds. Dude. That's impressive. <laughs> so, you've been working on your strength over time. Mm-hmm. Brick by brick, right? Trying to build this strength. Um, how much better are you today than you were when you first started? Uh, I think I, I think maybe my one of maxes are not uh, as big as I as I wanted to, but maybe heavy weights I'm more comfortable moving for a couple of reps than when I was recently started. So getting better at the barbell cycling. Right. Barbell cycling, yes. Like midweight, uh, lots of reps. I think I got a lot better. Now it's just uh, getting those one rep maxes a little up. Okay. Okay. Um, and looking at your looking at your totals on the CrossFit site, 500-pound uh, deadlift, not that bad. <laughs> um, a snatch of 245. And I'm assuming that's the one that's kind of lagging. Yes, I think right now I'm at 265, but yeah, it should be a lot. Okay. Yeah. And then you have a clean and jerk listed at 305. Right now I'm at 336, 335. Wow. So you've improved a lot even from these numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're at a point where. It, it, at bet it, you're probably going to do some damage control. Not maybe not win these events, but maybe not finish at the bottom either. Right. I think that's the goal. Just not finish at the bottom of those events and try to uh, move up uh, on the ones that I know I'm good, like any gymnastic or conditioning workouts. So if if they if Bosman was going to program one workout that you would win. What would that workout have in it? Uh, 
Pinston walks, muscle ups, big board, rope climbs. Pistol okay. squats. <laughs> yeah, that that seems like a good workout. I could I could see that happening. Anything that has to do with uh, high skill gymnastics will be will be good. So when are, are are you when are you arriving in Pasadena? I think on Wednesday. On Wednesday. And, and what what is the goal for the weekend? The goal. Um just give everything I have and see where that get gets us. So you don't you're not trying to aim for a number or a placing, just no, put I it want, all out on the floor. Yes, I don't want to get uh too stressed out or be uh you're looking at the leaderboard and be just getting anxious or anything, just try to perform as best as I can and see what happens. And then learn from it. So you're re you're representing Mexico. Yes, I'm one of the guys in groups in Mexico. So, what what does it mean when you look at the leaderboard and you see your name and your country's flag? Does that give you like a little sense of pride that you yes. get to represent your country? Definitely, it gives me a sense of pride, and also knowing that there is a, a handful of athletes that are also from this country going over there is kind of of exciting being able to uh, compete along along with them. And do you know and many of those other competitors? Just from one. other competitions? Just one? Just one. Okay. Yeah, I've always wondered, you know, like America kind of, North, um, the United States has, be, has been a big part of this sport for a long time. Right. And it always seems like the other countries have this big sense of pride that they get to represent Canada or Mexico or, you know, Norway or Iceland or whatever. And it just seems to mean more in the other countries. Yeah. It's like maybe the fact that like you are competing against the big guys. You and so you feel like, like an underdog a little bit? Kind of. Yes. Just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> So, so do you do your, since you own your own box, do you do your own programming? Uh, I do the programming for my, uh, for my classes, but for me, I mainly follow, uh, uh, Mayhem's programming. Okay. Um, are you officially a Mayhem athlete or you just follow the programming? No, I'm a Mayhem athlete. Okay. Uh, have you ever had the opportunity to go to Cookville? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Is that is that a buck? Is that a bucket list? Yes, it, I definitely will. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. Mayhem has really made um, inroads and expanded through Latin America, and they've had a lot of athletes come up for their camps. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And it seems to be. Uh, quite the the journey to cookville from all over south america yeah yeah it's a checkbox definitely um 
do you, do, who do you work with at Mayhem uh, when you have questions or uh, do you work with Jake or do you work with like Facundo? No, I, I it's mainly through email. Uh, okay. I think it's Jake, the one that answers the emails. Okay. Um, and you, they were pretty um, spot on with workouts that came out in the open. Like it seemed like the week before you did the movement that came out in the open a week later. Right. Like the, uh, I think it was a, like a 14 point something, the one with the rowing and muscle ups and cleans and walls. Yeah. Yeah. They, so they, you, they, did you feel like you had the cheat code? It's like, I think it's every year. Like they, it seems like they know something. <laughs> yeah. It makes them, uh, a, a camp you want to be a part of if they they seem to know something that others don't right yeah um have you ever met any of the people like rich or no what? uh have you ever watched rich's videos yeah all the time like since 2014 i think <laughs> would would that be something special to get to meet him yes for sure for sure yeah. I feel the same way. Um, <laughs> you know, he was, I started CrossFit in 2011. That was his first year as champion. Uh, I have been a major fan of Rich ever since that moment. Uh, and when I got to meet him, it was a big deal. Yeah. It's still a big deal. It's still a big deal. <laughs> it's still a big deal. Yes. So, well, Isaac, I want to thank you so much for jumping on with us. Uh, uh, this was, a, this was a fun journey uh, that you've been on. I can't wait to see what you do in Pas Pasadena, especially Thanks. if they pull out the wooden dumbbells. You you've got a leg <laughs> up on the on people there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having. And me. if they do that uh that rollover to support. Yeah, you got that, that one in the bag too. <laughs> yep. Well, thank you so much for that, everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for joining in, and Thanks. we'll see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast.